1: Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour so. I'm really excited to welcome back to the program Danita Terry. She is the Director of Marketing and Communications for Girl Scouts of Central Maryland. And they just recently celebrated a big anniversary. And we're so excited to have you back, Danita, even though it's on the phone and not in person. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Gina. I'm glad to be back with you. Yeah, it's so exciting, and I know everybody wants to know about Girl Scout cookie time, and we promise we will tell everybody all about that. But while we have their attention, I think a good way to get started to welcome you back to the show is to talk about how Girl Scouts of Central Maryland recently turned 60 years young on October 1st. So congratulations, first of all. And uh, you'll tell us a little bit about the history. How long have you been um, with the Girl Scouts, Janina?
0: Well, at the end of this month, it'll be 18 years, believe it or not. I, I can't believe it. So many things have happened in my life while I've been at Girl Scouts, but it's been a nice run. I, I have enjoyed my time there. And I'm looking forward to doing some other things with the, with the organization. So I'm not done yet.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's incredible service, and you guys do great work, and uh, there's no one that I think could answer the question better than you about telling us a little bit about the history of Girl Scouting in the state of Maryland.
0: Well, you know, and and it is a very long history and, you know, follows generations of individuals um, who have been involved with Girl Scouts. But, you know, Girl Scouting in the USA began in 1912, and Maryland was one of the first people to sign on and say, we want Girl Scouts in our state. And, in fact, in 1913, uh, the first Girl Scout troop was formed. They were the Pikesville Poppies, um, and they they, they began in Pikesville. And then in 1916, a few few years later, we had the Pansy Patrol in Baltimore City. So, you know, when Girl Scouting began in the central Maryland area, there was the Baltimore area Girl Scouts, there was the Anne Arundel County Girl Scouts, and there was the Frederick County Girl Scouts. And they were led by three women presidents, and these women really had a vision and it was a bold vision at the time because they said, you know what, we're all kind of vying for the same dollars, the same um, bank or, you know, basket of girls to become members of Girl Scouts. Um, maybe it would be a good idea if we joined forces, pulled all of our resources, because, you know, as a Girl Scout, you, one of the things you're told to do is to use your resources wisely, and they decided let's form one big council. And so on October 1st, 1962, that's what they did. They joined forces and they formed the Girl Scouts of Central Maryland
1: Council. That's really really groundbreaking that they decided to pull their... That's really smart business, actually.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And the model still stands and we're still working out of the you know off of their vision of having you know one council to serve all of the girls in you know from Carroll County to Harford County down to Anne Arundel County
1: and we and love that yeah that's a, that's awesome cuz we you know this show serves the the great state of Maryland too so we love that this is such a comprehensive group of you know pioneering women that continue to work with the next generation and keep it going another 160 60 more years you know for as long as we possibly can right this is really worth celebrating it
0: is it is and more more importantly you know i just feel like the vision this was you know the 60s and you know, women were you know, didn't even have, you know, first names at that time. They were, you know, Mrs. Lise Bersard and Mr Joseph Sch- you know, Mrs. Joseph Schmidt. And they you know, they they still had sort of like the fortitude and the and the foresight to say, you know what, we we can do this, you know, so what there were women we are running our own little council and you know, combined we could probably be, you know, a really a really big force and You know, thousands of girls have been Girl Scouts under the Girl Scouts of Central Maryland banner.
1: That's really impressive. Yeah, I think that's really cool because, yeah, the 50s and 60s, a totally different time. And anybody, you know, who didn't live through that time, you certainly read about it in history. And you know that we've certainly made uh, a lot of progress since then. And thanks a lot to the Girl Scouts. And other people might say who are familiar with the work of the Girl Scouts. Well, they wouldn't be surprised because that's how Girl Scouts are, right?
0: (laughs) But, you, you know, you can't really go anywhere. When I, when I first started working in Baltimore and I would just be, you know, going around the town, you know, say, you know, pick up photos from the photo app or whatever, I couldn't go anywhere without someone saying, I was a Girl Scout, you know, I was a Girl Scout. And, in fact, um, I think it was um, around uh, Girl Scouts of the USA's 100th anniversary, the then uh, national president of Girl Scouts came to Baltimore to attend a luncheon with all these women that were there. There's, I think there were about a thousand women there. And she said, raise your hand if you were a Girl Scout when you were, you know, when you were growing up. And I'm telling you, there were at least three to four women at every single table in there that raised their hand. That's cool. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, I was a Girl Scout when I, when I was uh, growing up, and... It had a a very profound impact on me. Um, I would sell my um, Girl Scout cookies to door because that's all we did at that time. We didn't have boot sales when I was a little girl. So, okay, yes, I have just um, really aged myself, but... (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I remember that time too. I remember we'd go through the neighborhoods, you'd, you know, you figure out where to go, you know, so you could sell as many as you could. But yeah, it wasn't like, you know, you got an email at work from somebody's father or mother that had a child that was a girl scout that was selling the cookies or, you know, online ordering that we'll talk about in a little bit. We certainly have made a lot of progress since then, but it's it still got that same grassroots feel though, because the money raised is helping an incredible cause. So that that hasn't changed.
0: And it's also empowering girls, because I went on from selling Girl Scout cookies to selling jewelry door-to-door, and then um, I sold uh, greeting cards. And it was all because I I had I got that experience
1: from selling my Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, and that confidence, too. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. And the courage. And the courage, because, you, know, um, you, you know, you may not know everybody on your block. So for you know, it takes a little courage to to knock on the doors of the people that you don't know so well. You may have seen them, but you don't know them. Right. And, and yeah. So that's yeah. a great. It also, it also you know um, sort of toughens your skin for when you get that no, that occasional no. Yeah. But we'll more about that. Yes, we will. Okay. Yeah, I was going
1: to say the uh, for sure that sometimes um, you have to deal with rejection. That's another life lesson, too. Now, you also have something at uh, Girl Scouts of Central Maryland that people might not know about, your Camp Woodlands. Tell us about that. And also, you've got some exciting news about Camp Woodlands.
0: Well, exactly. Um, actually, you know, Camp Woodlands has been uh, in Central Maryland since the 50s. And when I was saying before, you know, about the fact that um, there was the Baltimore Area Girl Scouts, the Anne Arundel County Girl Scouts, and the Frederick County Girl Scouts, Camp Woodlands was actually a hub for a lot of scouting activities um, in Anne Arundel County. And it is, in fact, located in Annapolis right off of River Road. And there is an iconic structure there. It's called Lamb's Lodge. And the little story behind it is, is that, um, Mr. and Mrs. Lodge, I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Lamb, pardon me, um, were actually on the board of the Anne Arundel County, um, Girl Scouts. And they were very excited about, you know, all of the activity that was happening at Lamb's Lodge. And, Girl Scouting was growing in that area, and they decided that they needed a structure built where all the all the Girl Scouts could gather and do, you know, prayer before dinner and and have a and have a uh, campfire. And their son had recently graduated from architecture school, and they said, well, why don't you know why, why don't you test your metal on this one? We need a structure that will hold a hundred people where everybody can see each other. And then Lamb's Lodge was born, and it was really a community effort, um, but it's a 12-sided structure, um, and it's very unique. In fact, it won an architecture award in 1954, and it is now on um, the historic registry of, of uh, structures in the state of Maryland. So that is where Lamb's Lodge was lived at Camp Woodlands.
1: Gotcha, and then you just finished, from what I understand, restoration of the ravine on the property. Which will, um, how will that help things? I know that that'll help you s- serve. You know, us- right?
0: Last year we, we 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 did some restoration on the structure of Lamb's Lodge. We've always been trying to maintain um, the banks of because uh, it, it is on the it's on the uh, Broad River. And we've always been concerned with, you know, making sure that it is ecologically sound. Um, We have a ravine on the property that also is supposed to serve as some sort of barrier before things get into the river. Um, And thanks to Arundel Rivers Foundation and um, Matt Johnston, who led this effort, we've had some work done on the ravine to increase its capacity to do just that. Um, but in addition to that, we are also um, trying to renovate and modernize the structure. And we are very thankful to Senator um, Alfred, Senator Guy and Senator uh, Chris Van Hollen for the work that they have done in helping us obtain funds to do just that. Um, we, you know, the structure really has the camp really hasn't been um, updated You know for some years because camps are very expensive and um we hope to build some new lodges put some more modernized um you know toilets throughout the camp um and create some new structures and some more modern structures for so that future generations of girl scouts will enjoy it just as they did back in the 50s when we started you know doing renovations to the camp
1: initially. Yep. And still preserving that history of that of that area. And the first round, it looks like, of major improvements are going to begin in 2023. So it sounds to me like that's another good reason to support the Girl Scouts of Central Maryland for, you know, building projects like that and other expenses that you have. Um, It's good to know you have politicians that are helping you with that as well, because you don't do it alone. And obviously, um, you know, this is going to be a huge undertaking that's going to require a lot of funding.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, They understand the importance of, you know, maintaining the green space, but also providing a safe space for girls to have outdoor experiences and to learn to be good stewards of the environment. And all that can take place at the camp.
1: Great. And we're talking to Danita Terry. She's the Director of Marketing and Communications at Girl Scouts of Central Maryland. And people can find you on your website, gscm.org, if they're just joining us. Also, they can find you on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. You've got an icon on your website where you can click on a direct link for that. Um, And cookie information, which is coming soon, too. And I thought this was important to talk about your Mental Health Mondays, because it's it's probably been at least pre-pandemic before we were able to have you and other um, leaders in the Girl Scouts in the studio with us. So I know you've been hard at work uh, during the COVID pandemic. It's it, obviously you were still continuing your operations, but you also came up with a really exciting um, initiative for Mental Health Mondays. it has been going on for what two years now.
0: Yes, and you know our girls had been um, sort of approaching or or figuring out ways to raise awareness of the many different mental health issues that are going on in their schools and with their girlfriends. Um, you know, whether it was an eating disorder, um, uh, learning, you know, a, a learning difference, um, depression, suicide cutting, all of that. Our girls are sort of, you know, watching it happen as, as many girls across the nation are, you know, ha- watching it happen, um, to their friends. And so I, I think it was a survey that was taken by the program department and talked about, you know, ask girls, what are some of the topics that you would like to see us address and mental health um, was one of them. And so the statistics around um, mental health are, you know, pretty scary, but um, suicide was on the rise, I believe it was in 2015 versus 2010, the numbers rose. And the pandemic really didn't help anything. Um, anxiety is, a, is another is another issue that, you know, kind of falls in this same um, kind of uh, bucket of, of mental health and mental health awareness. And post-pandemic or during the pandemic, pandemic, you know, girls um, were getting anxious over whether or not school was going to start again, whether they were going to be safe, whether or not, you know, the missing school would, would have them falling behind. Um, would they be able to get in college with with the fact that they're not participating in their um, extracurriculars, their sports, their debate clubs, how that would impact, um, you know, their future and them getting into college? So we were able to connect with uh, the Say It Brave Collective to bring um, mental health awareness um, to, to our girls, and it's via Zoom, um, and... Each month, there is a different um, person, and they are experts. They are trained. They are experts in their field of uh, their presentation, um, and it's it's like an hour long Zoom session, um, and it's free. That girls, our Girl Scouts, can um, sign up for. So we, you know, we deal with uh, eating disorders, depression. Um, you know, cutting, which Demi Lovato, you know, really brought to the forefront um, some years ago, mm-hmm. and it's for it's for girls to, you know, have a personal, you know, uh, stake in it. Either you know they themselves are dealing with some issues, or someone in their family, or you know, a close friend. Um, and it's also for girls who want to be advocates for mental health awareness and for us to sort of talk about these things, because as we know, as adults, the more you don't talk about it, you know, the, it, it, it allows it to still be a thing. It still, it still allows it to be an issue, and then and it's not covered, and then nothing happens with it. So this is one way that we can make our girls more aware of what's going on and help them to be advocates for mental health.
1: Yeah, that's really important. So those are held, uh, those um, speakers that are experts that can take questions and uh, just, you know, answer any questions people might have on the third Monday of every month, and you can get more info about those sessions on your website. We had just mentioned gscm.org on your events page. Um, Do you have to be a Girl Scout to participate in those sorts of things, preferably?
0: We would prefer it, yes
1: gotcha yeah. but i i applaud you for uh, tackling mental health uh, challenges especially with with younger girls there is a lot uh, going on these days of course and uh, maybe one positive from the pandemic being that w- people are being more open and uh, talking about it and and saying that it's okay not to be okay um so thank you for for doing that that's really important
0: thank you for saying so and i and i, and I hope that you know even more people this year will begin to participate in it because like i said silence doesn't help anybody.
1: That's right. So if somebody's listening, um, you know, a young girl or a family member that wants to join the Girl Scouts, is that, how do you you go about doing that locally? Um, Has that changed (laughs) at all since we spoke with you last?
0: Um, Well, the the biggest, the easiest way to do it is to go on our website and there is a join uh, icon on the front page of the, the homepage of the website. You can click it and you can start your journey to becoming a Girl Scout right there.
1: Okay, that's easy. I like that everything's online. People can do that from wherever they are. And uh, speaking of your social media, we mentioned that you, know, you guys are active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the usual places. I noticed something really interesting on your social media feeds about a Distinguished Women's Shadow Girl program. Um, that's very exciting. Tell us about that. Is that something new that you're doing?
0: Uh, No, actually, we've been doing it for years, for at least, oh, maybe 20 or 30 years. Oh, my goodness. Hello.
1: I had no idea. But maybe I'm not alone, and people who are listening to the show aren't aware of it either. So let's tell them what all that is about. Sure.
0: So our Distinguished Women's Award celebration happens every year. It's our only public fundraiser. And what that is, is it's an event that honors local um, business women. Um, for their civic and professional accomplishments. And these women are leaders. And so we said, well, why not pair them with a high school-age Girl Scout who's probably trying to figure out who she wants to be, you know, in her professional life or at least her post-high post, post high school life? And so each year we invite uh, Ambassador Girl Scouts to apply to be a Girl Scout shadow, and that means she's going to spend a day with one of the honorees and see what it's like to be her. So and most of the people that we honor are CEOs or, you know, they're they're higher up in their companies. So they can see how she's leading. They can talk about, you know, what her education path, how she got there. They can watch her in action because oftentimes they're Seeing her do her day-to-day duties, you know, in the office, holding meetings, um, going to conferences, uh, you know, all of that, and it's a wonderful experience for a high school age girl. And many times, the shadow girl and her and her mentor, you know, have a long-lasting relationship beyond the distinguished women's award event. That, and so, that's cool. Yeah, we, we the girls love it. Um, it, it helps them with their interviewing um, skills. You know, some subgirls girls have not been in a in, in a business setting, so they're exposed to that, and then they have the opportunities to speak before three and four hundred people who attend the event. So it's it's really a great opportunity for our high school Girl Scouts, and we encourage them every year to take part in this um, in this program.
1: That's cool. Um, We could get more information, of course, um, about that on your website as well, which is gscm.org. You know, it also sounds like something you could put, like you could write a college essay about it or something. You know, you could definitely apply that to your continued future success with experiences like that that only the Girl Scouts can provide.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's a very unique opportunity.
1: Yeah, it really is. And um, so, okay, I would be remiss if we didn't mention that it is cookie time in Central Maryland. Uh, People knew that I was going to be talking to Danita Terry, Director of Marketing and Communications, today with Girl Scouts of Central Maryland. I already got orders from my co workers. They're like, okay, what's going (laughs) on with this? Everybody wants to know. And of course, not only are your cookies delicious, but they are for an incredible cause. So please, you know, use our remaining time here to tell us about your annual cookie sale. and it's going on now, right? It's going on now.
0: Girls began taking orders for cookies on October 1st. Um, So our cookie sale sort of has two phases to it. Um, Right now we're in the, the beginning phase where girls are going out with their cookie order form and asking their neighbors, friends, teachers, you know, people at school, can you please order some cookies? And we do that until November when, you know, at the cookie orders go in, and then the trucks with the cookies come to town. And once the cookies come into town, you know, the the, pre, the people who ordered cookies on the, uh, with the order form, they get their cookies, but booth sales begin. And that is like the, the really exciting part um, for girls, they, you know, if you ask a Girl Scout what do they love more, uh, you know, going door-to-door or boot sales, they'll tell you boot sales every time. They love interacting with their customers, talking about the cookies. We have a new cookie this year. It's called the Raspberry Rally. It would be sort of a kipping cousin to the Thin Mint. Um, it's the, it has the same sort of makeup as, as the cinnamon cookie, but instead of mint in the center, it's raspberry, and it's um, it's been said to be really good, so we're hoping that it also will be popular, but we have the raspberry rally, the lemonade, the peanut butter patties, uh, the peanut butter cookies, uh, uh, the caramel delight, um, the shortbread, and I, I I don't think i missed it. oh and we have the gluten free chocolate chip cookies.
1: that's right you literally have something for everyone and the cookie sale is the largest girl-led business in the u.s that's that's some bragging rights right there
0: yes it is i'm told that um you know but at the end of the year when every council in the country has participated in the girl scout cookie sale it's a nine billion dollar industry Wow. and you know it, it's amazing but what is more amazing is you know, the skills that the girls learned, the money management, the decision-making, the teamwork, you know, all of that they learned through the cookie sale. And, you know, it probably contributes to why 80% of female um, entrepreneurs were once Girl Scouts. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pam Fields, of Mrs. Fields' cookie, was a Girl Scout before she founded Mrs. Fields. Same with Anita Roddick with The Body Shop, Martha Stewart,
1: you know, the, such, the, yeah, the list goes on. And you know, you yeah. also you also help our first responders and military personnel with your cookies from the heart campaign. Tell us real quickly about that. We're running out of time. We want to make sure people can figure out how to order those cookies too. But tell us a little bit about um how you're helping out our first responders and the military.
0: Well, we encourage people to buy two two or three or four boxes for themselves and buy a fifth box that will be donated to the many the many causes that we give, so whether it's the military personnel, whether it's our first responders, whether it's a food bank, um, we did donate a large number of cookies to those organizations every year through our um, Cookies from the Heart campaign, and we really appreciate our customers for not only, you know, satisfying themselves with the cookies that they love, but we're, we're thinking about others. And, you know, it's a great way to thank folks. Who doesn't love a Girl Scout
1: cookie? That's right. I didn't realize that you guys did that, and that's really cool. So next time you see a Girl Scout selling the cookies, um, you know, definitely buy an extra box or two for Cookies from the Heart. And they could explain, I'm sure, when you come up to the table oh, um, locally. Oh, they're happy. Yeah, that's cool. Our
0: are happy to explain why and what they're giving to and they're gi- there. Our campaign,
1: Yeah, and they're getting all kinds of skills, too, like, you know, tell us what, like money management and all that stuff, customer relations, people skills, how to work together, all that, that. That's such great experience.
0: Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And many, many women who were uh, Girl Scouts who are now, you know, owning their own businesses or in sales say that they learned how to create great teams from their
1: experience in Girl Scouts. That's awesome. And tell people how our cookie fans can find cookie booth locations and purchase cookies. Uh, is it all on your website as well, Girl Scouts of Central Maryland?
0: It is, um, but you won't be able to find cookie booths. Don't begin until November, like okay. the first week of November. So we start populating the locations of where cookie booths will be around the last week of October, first week of November. And at that time you can come to our website, gscm.org, and the cookie finder will be on the home page. You put in your zip code, whether it's you want to buy your cookies near your home or near your office, and you're guaranteed to find at least one cookie booth happening. Yeah, I, I
1: used yeah. that all last season. And boy, I, I must have bought 20 boxes. I swear I gave them to friends and family, too. Of course, I didn't eat them all. But um, so definitely check back. GSCM.org is your friend there. Check out the website. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking to Danita Terry, Director of Marketing and Communications at Girl Scouts of Central Maryland. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us, Danita. It was great to catch up and to find out all the exciting activities you have going on for our girls in the area. Happy to do it
0: and happy to be here. Thank you, Gina.
1: Yep, and thank you all for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.
0: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.